0: Wreaking havoc. havoc. Reek Wreaking Havoc.
1: News, interviews, and more.
0: We just reek of Huntsville Havoc Hockey.
2: Welcome back to another Wreaking Havoc podcast. I'm Tim Lambert. This week, we feature a fairly new face. He came in midway through last season and was one of the earlier signees for this year, forward center Jamie Busell. Five more signees have joined the ranks in the last few days. We'll tell you who, plus give you some info on some other items of interest, as the Reek and Havoc podcast continues.
0: The Reek and Havoc podcast
2: One of the worst feelings you can have is that of being stranded. Well, BT's Towing, Tire, and Truck Repair makes that a thing of the past with 24-7 towing services and roadside assistance in the northern Alabama and southern Tennessee areas. But that's not all. They also offer truck and trailer repair, mobile welding, brake service and repair, new and used tires, and other major and minor repairs. Their name says it all, BT's Towing, Tire, and Truck Repair. For 24-7 response, call 497-8234. That's 497-8234. BT's Towing, Tire, and Truck Repair.
1: Athens Utilities comprises Athens Electric, Athens Gas, and Athens Water Services. Together, we are committed to providing reliable and affordable electricity, natural gas, and water and wastewater services. We operate as part of the City of Athens, and just like our city's motto of Athens is classic, southern, character, we believe in supporting what makes our community special. Call 233-8750. Come by our office at 508 South Jefferson Street or look for the link online at athensal.us.
2: Want to howl with a havoc this season? Now's your chance from Applebee's Tailgate Talk and the Reekin' Havoc podcast. Just go to wreakinhavoc.com and click on Howl with a Havoc to register and listen to Tailgate Talk this Saturday morning as we announce the winners of Huntsville Havoc tickets. Ow. Howl with the Havoc this season from the Huntsville Havoc, Tailgate Talk, and the Reekin' Havoc podcast.
0: Let's go in the slot.
2: In the slot this week is Jamie Bussell, who joined the Havoc at the middle of last season and ended up playing in 28 games, scoring seven goals and posting six assists for 13 points, and is returning this year. I spoke with Jamie yesterday. You've been with the Havoc for, well, not even a whole season. So uh, folks may not be, well, well, they're not quite as familiar with you as they are with, you know, somebody like Tyler or Sy. Or so give us the Jamie bucell story.
3: Ah, that's a tough one already. <laughs> uh,
2: you didn't know this was going to be such a hard-hitting interview, huh?
3: I know, right? Oh. <laughs> All right, um, so born and raised right outside of cleveland ohio um takes me literally about seven to ten minutes of driving to downtown Uh, so grew up there my whole life um growing up and stuff uh i got into hockey pretty young uh from my older brother's playing. um so i started skating when i was two years old um outside of that growing up i just liked really any sports and stuff i i played baseball um all the way up until high school. Um, then I had a knee injury, so I stopped playing that, and then just focused on hockey. Um, played football for a couple years, and then outside of sports, um, just growing up, you know, I just like to really do anything outdoors. Um, we grew up having dirt bikes and stuff like that, so we always went riding every now and then um, out at piece of property, um, more on the countryside. If you would say, uh, like 30 minutes outside of where we live, my dad has property out there. So we, we rode out there sometimes and then, uh, I had one of his buddy's properties and stuff like that. And then grew up and done a lot of fishing and stuff, um, all growing up, haven't, haven't been fishing as much as I wanted to in the last couple of years, but I still try to get out every now and then.
2: Yeah. Um, you said you played you, you lived just outside of Cleveland are you a Browns fan? I am. I don't know if we've had any maybe one guy that that just played hockey growing up but you know most of them would play baseball or football or golf or tennis I think we've had so um
3: yes, competitive wise um I just played I think 2 years of football competitive wise growing up and then it was mostly just hockey and baseball. Yeah. Um played, played travel and stuff all growing up, so I was traveling a lot with baseball and stuff um, in the summer and spring ball and fall ball and stuff. And then, you know, right after that was hockey season. So I was pretty pretty busy all year round with sports. Yeah, yeah. And
2: that's good. You know, I think kids need to play all kind of sports. Um, right,
3: yeah. Now outside of hockey, I really just golf and you know, my free time if I want to go out and do something.
2: You said you started skating about, two. Was that, was that about when you started playing hockey, too? Because I was looking at your online stats, and it just starts with high school. But, uh, you know, I know you didn't start playing hockey in high school.
1: Right, yeah.
3: So, yeah, I started skating when I was about two years old. And then um, I think it was three and a half when I was actually allowed to be on a team um for um you know just my city league that they had going on yeah yeah um so i think i was three and a half when i guess if you want to classify it as competitive um you know not not really competing you're kind of just out there doing whatever (laughs) at that age but about three and a half when i when i joined like my first team i believe
2: yeah well uh you mentioned uh Having a, a couple older brothers, and it, I know you know you lost one here just not too long ago, and and so we're you know that's that's still fresh, and our thoughts and prayers go out to you and your family. Um, you said you had two older brothers. Did you have? Oh, were you the the baby of the family or?
3: Yeah, thank or, you. Um, I appreciate you know your condolences and prayers and stuff. Um, you know, greatly greatly appreciate that. But yeah, no, I was the baby. Um, well, I, I am the baby still, um, you weren't spoiled at all then. No, no, not at all.
2: <laughs> when was it that you decided that, that hockey was going to be the sport? You, you said you had an injury, um, playing, was it baseball?
3: Um, <laughs> honestly, I don't even know when I had the injury. So, um, it was going into my senior year of high school, um, I was just doing some stretching, uh, stretches and something in my knee felt off. Um, wasn't really like a sharp pain or nothing. Um, it was just something felt different. Um, so I, uh, got in touch with my high school athletic trainer, um, who worked for the school as the athletic trainer. And then he also worked, um, at like an athletic training firm. And like, uh, they have like physical therapy and stuff going on there as well at the time. So I just reached out to him and he got me set up, um, with people from his offices to do an MRI and they went in or at, with the MRI, they found out my meniscus was torn. Um, so, you know, that was that scheduled the surgery. Um, recovery time was supposed to be, you know, a month, month and a half or so, um, before I could start, you know, getting on it and trying things. Um, but actually when they went in and did the surgery, they found out that my ACL was torn. Oh, wow. So based on that, I guess I have a lot of scar tissue that built up with it. Um, so I did the meniscus surgery, woke up from surgery and stuff, and I guess, um, I, I actually remember it and my mom says she remembers it too. The first thing I asked the doctor was how long was I out for? Um, you know, cause it was a, it was a big time for me. I was going into my senior year of high school and stuff. So, you know, that obviously means a lot to me, um, from that wise. And yeah, that was the first question I asked the doctor was how long I was out for. And I guess he was trying to tell me to you know my parents will talk to me when I get home and stuff like that. and I guess I just looked at him and was like, "Ah, you better tell me." And then that's when he, that's when he told me that uh, my aCL was not fully torn but a little more than partially. Um, so you know, there I thought, you know my senior year of high school was over and stuff. I was gonna you know, be out for I think recovery times nine months to a year or so, um, on average. Um, So yeah, I thought that was it for that. And then he told me, he goes, well, based on all the scar tissue and everything, it looks like it's been torn for multiple years and (laughs) you've been doing pretty, pretty fine on it. So they said, we'll let you make the call and you can either just uh, go in rehab and do PT for your meniscus surgery, or we can, you know, go in and repair your ACL and stuff. And uh, just the kind of person I am. I was just like, Yeah, yeah, just leave it. Leave it <laughs> alone. Can't tear I can't tear it anymore, really. So, <laughs> oh okay. I was like, Yeah, just leave it alone.
2: Wow. So you can't point to a time when or an incident that that might have caused it then.
3: No, not at all. I have I can't remember a time where, you know, I twisted it or fell or something or you know, tweaked it or anything. I never really had you know, an uh, instance, as you mentioned, that like stood out to me. Huh. Um, so, yeah, I wow. just decided to leave it alone and, you know, go from there. Yeah. And then, you know, the doctor told me um, if you leave it, um, he asked me if I do anything else. And I told him I play baseball and stuff. And he said, well, the reason why you probably have been getting away with it is because, hockey's completely different motions and stuff you're not constantly planning your feet and twisting and turning so you know he kind of suggested uh if i'm gonna leave it to you know maybe maybe stop playing baseball just because you know in baseball you're constantly have your foot planted and stuff and you're running and it's just pounding and everything like that so i was like yeah you know what um I knew I wanted to go to college eventually at that point. So I was like, I don't know if I'll play baseball in college. Um, definitely want to go to college and play hockey. So I was just decided to, you know, call it quits with baseball and just do hockey.
2: Okay. So this is your senior year then in high school? Yeah,
3: so this, was, yeah this was going into my senior year of high school.
2: Now, looking through your stats here, I went to the uh, Elite Prospects website there. You're listed as a center, but then – uh, on the uh, the news item on the Havoc website says you're forward. So, uh, have you changed positions or or what?
3: Um, yeah, here and there. Um, so high school, I played, I played both center and left wing and right wing. Okay. Um, same thing in junior hockey, and then uh, college, I was mostly a center. Um, I did play wing a few times. Um, if you jumbled lines around and stuff like that, but you know, just me personally, as I would tell. Um, any coach, um, I'm can't remember if I actually told Glenn or Stu, um, but I just tell him I'm a forward. Okay. If you need me to play center, I'll do my best to, you know, win faceoffs and stuff like that. If you need me to play wing, I'll play wing. Yeah. So I'll, I'll play forward.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I I played basketball too in high in high school and, you know, sometimes I was a guard, sometimes I was a forward I think it was a center maybe once or twice, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess it's a similar similar situation there. And, and it, you know, they need something to put in that column too, I guess. So right. uh, you tell the coaches that you're a forward. Is that your favorite position or does it really matter?
3: No, I'll play either. I, I can play center or wing. It really doesn't matter to me. Okay. Uh, or whatever they need and, you know, whatever opportunity arises for me. Yeah. That, uh, you know, I'll take that and try to run with it. So whether it's center or wing, I'll just take it and try to run.
2: Well, uh, Going back to your, uh, your growing up days, I imagine your folks racked up a lot of miles taking you out to all those games.
3: Oh, yeah, definitely a lot of miles. Uh, growing up, um, I pretty much – I only played um, for my city growing up until high school. Um, I never played AAA or anything. So just growing up, I think the furthest we might have gone gone was Buffalo. Maybe um, we always had we always had tournaments uh, up in Buffalo, and that was probably about three and a half four hour four hour drive for us. Okay. Um, other than that, we kind of just think the only other bigger city we might have went around was Pittsburgh, maybe, but that's only about two and a half hours or okay. so.
2: Okay. What about in the junior hockey playing days? So I guess you were pretty much all over the place.
3: Yeah, yeah, over a little bit. I played a year in New Hampshire, and then two years in uh, Philadelphia.
2: Well, I was—I was actually talking about the travel that you had to do. But uh...
3: oh yeah, travel traveling. Yeah, uh, I think let's see. When I was in New Hampshire, I actually didn't have—I actually didn't take a car up there. Um. And I think my parents might've came out a couple times, um, at that moment or at that time when I was up there, um, just with them and stuff with work. Sometimes it's, it's harder for them to, you know, get out. And like I said, that was, that was probably about 12 hour drive or so. So okay, around work and stuff, you know, they're driving, if they want to come up, you know, they're driving half a day. Yeah. Ready to come up for a weekend and then you know they'd have to quick turn around um so they can get back to work and stuff did your older older brothers play hockey yeah so um the oldest one that passed away he uh he actually started it all um i guess i don't even know how old he was maybe around four or so four or five i'd want to say um I don't know what he saw or if he talked to friends or anything. I guess one day he just went up to my parents and, uh, said, Hey, can you sign me up for uh hockey? And they were kind of just like, Oh, all right. Um, <laughs> kind of, we're kind of definitely throwing a curveball right there. Um, we never had anybody in our family play hockey. My dad was a wrestler. His brothers were wrestlers. Um, so we never really had an into hockey other than maybe a couple couple family friends their kids might have or started playing or you know maybe one or two family friends might have played but something that um maybe at the time you know my parents really hadn't thought much of it but yeah so he just went up to him one day i guess and said hey can you sign me up for hockey and they kind of were like oh yeah okay and brush it off and then I think it was like a week later or something or a week later a couple weeks later as soon as hockey was uh nearing a starting point he went back up to him and was like hey like did you guys sign me up for hockey like I'm gonna need equipment and stuff and they were like oh you're actually serious (laughs) and he said yeah so you know they went out and got some equipment and stuff and signed him up for hockey and then uh middle brother followed suit and he got into it, and then when I was born and old enough, they threw a pair of skates on me, and that's the story.
2: Okay. So did, did they do the, the travel hockey thing, too, or play junior hockey? Or- no.
3: No, they actually did not. No, the furthest they went was high school.
2: Okay. So you you, you said your dad was a wrestler. Uh, did he teach you any moves that might come in handy during a fight you might have on the ice?
3: <laughs> Uh, no, I know. Not that I could remember. No, I was. I don't think I was really big into wrestling or anything like that.
2: Well, I mean, you know, maybe any holes that if if a fight came up on the ice, maybe you could you know put some guy in a sleeper hold or
3: something. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, might spend it for some games for that. You know?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see. So, so we mentioned playing junior hockey. You, you went to Utica College. What what was your your field of study while you were there?
3: Um. So I did undergraduate. I got a bachelor's degree in criminal justice, and I also minored in cybersecurity. And then currently, still right now, I'm uh, I'm in actually in my last class of my master's degree in cybersecurity.
2: Oh, okay, all right. Well, you're another master then that we've got, uh, or uh, hopeful master that we've got, yeah. we've had on the show here. Um, now I saw where you played there for, for five seasons. I I guess COVID was responsible for that. Yep. How tough was it when, when you got guys coming in, you know, who, who, who are, I guess, on scholarship that year on, on top of guys who are already there? I mean, is it just like a big log jam or what?
3: Um, no, not really. Um, Trying to think about it. so actually, since it was Division three, we don't get scholarships.
2: Okay, okay.
3: So you know we pay tuition and everything. Um You know I might get money off. You might get some money off for your grades and stuff like that. But sporting wise, no, they didn't have scholarships. Okay, so a-
2: academic scholarships then. I guess you yes you, you yes. have. Uh, okay,
3: but yeah, in, re- in relevance to COVID, um, some schools play so that during that COVID year. Um, actually, so my junior year was when it started. We were getting ready, um, for the national tournament and then they decided to cancel everything. Um, so that's kind of when it stopped for us. And then my actual senior year, um, we were fortunate enough to play, I think 10 or 11 games, but a lot of other schools um, didn't allow their sporting teams to play yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of, in that sense, it was kind of our school was allowing us to play um, as long as, you know, all the safety precautions and guidelines were being followed. Um, so, yeah, as long as that was happening, then we were good to play. It was just finding other schools in our conference that would do the same thing. Okay. So, luckily, we got to play a couple games. Um, Like I said, 10 or 11 games for that. And then they decided to come out and say, hey, because this is happening, um, you know, many schools cancel their sporting activities and stuff like that. We're going to grant people that were in school at the time that COVID started an extra year of eligibility. Okay. So yeah. I think a lot of a lot of people took advantage of that. And then also depending on where you where you were at and you know how long you've been there some people didn't they just they just decided to you know call it quits. So if people call it quits, you know it kind of frees up some some space for you know newer guys and stuff to come in. Right. Um but then yeah there there was a little a little pile up from um, people staying and taking that extra year. Yeah. So I think in my grad in my graduating class there was eight of us in total, but um, myself and two others were the only ones that came back and stayed for the fifth year. We'll
0: be back with more of the Wreaking Havoc podcast.
2: Got something to say? Put it on a T-shirt, or hoodie, or apron, or even an iPhone case. Just go to DaddyO'sCustomTees.com and make it happen. Look through their selection of ready-made designs, or make one of your own. Check out their special hockey designs, too. With DaddyO's Custom Teas, you can truly have it your way. Look for DaddyO's Custom Teas on Facebook, follow them on Twitter or Instagram, or go online to DaddyO'sCustomTees.com. That's D-A-D-D-Y-O-S Custom tees. dot Daddy O's Custom Tees. They've got your
0: back or front. and the other possessions will be at your new home. So if you're moving across country or across town, be a Pack Rat. Join the Pack Rat family. Call Pack Rat right now
1: for your free quote.
0: See you all later, Pack
1: Rats. Call 800-965-1298. 800-965-1298. 800-965-1298. That's 800-965-1298. This is Tyler Peasantini, and you are listening to the Reekin' Havoc podcast. Were there some rules or
2: protocols that, uh, you know, hockey players had to go through that just kind of left you scratching your head? I know, like, here, they'd play basketball games, but they didn't have the tip-off at the first of the game. The ball would go to the the visiting team. Well, if it went into overtime, then they'd have a tip-off. And I'm thinking, what sense does that make, you know? So, uh, you know, was there something during the hockey that that just made you go,
3: hmm? Um, No, not really. Um, The only thing we really had to do um, for school-wise, considering that during all of it, I was still in school. So the only thing we had to really do around hockey was we had to um, take a COVID test every week. Okay um, and as long as everybody was negative and stuff, you know we can continue playing other than that, we had to wear masks during games and Mas- then they went on. I guess I guess the kind of questionable thing you can kind of do is so um, obviously you know some people wear cages, um, which obviously has you know the holes everywhere and then some people wear the shields. Um, but those also have the holes at the bottom to, you know, so people can, so you can breathe. Yeah. They, there was a point where if you were wearing, you know, the face shield or the bubble, as, as everybody calls them, um, you didn't have to wear a mask.
2: Okay. Something can a mask under a shield or a mask,
3: but yeah, you only had to really wear a mask if you wore just the regular cage. Um, but I guess okay. you know, looking at it, the the shield kind of mostly covers your mouth and, you know, the holes are at the bottom. So it's not like, I guess the logic was maybe. So if you cough or something and you're not like directly going in someone's face.
2: Yeah. Of course, all sports, you know, well, contact sports, you know, you're rubbing up against each other and handling the same ball or whatever. You know, I go back to basketball. I mean, you know, one team will get, they're not going to change the basketball every time uh, the team makes a steal or something, so. I don't know. Right. Oh, well, like I say, I went to EliteProspects.com, and, and looking at your stats, your last year at Utica listed as Utica College A. Uh, what does the A mean?
3: Uh, I was an assistant captain.
2: Okay. All right, so you went to the Making Mayhem from there, played five games. Were, were you just wrapping up the hockey season there?
3: Yeah, okay. yeah. So when I decided to – so I was in college uh, – my graduate year my last year um we actually had a pretty a pretty good team and we made the national tournament and stuff um so I was focused on the national tournament um rather than thinking about playing afterwards um you know that's what I was focused on so when we ended up actually losing in the first round you know then I was kind of in a little panic, cause I was like, oh, I do want to play, and you know, I want to, I want to get somewhere and try to figure that out now and stuff, and you know, get a little, get a little taste of something. Um, so I reached out, or I told, or I mentioned it to my college coach. Um, he made a couple calls for me, and I was actually in contact with Fayetteville for a bit, and then that didn't end up panning out, and then. Um, I reached out to uh, one of the kids I played with at Utica College for, I think, three years. Um, he played a couple of years in Macon. So I reached out to him, and then he got me in connection with their captain, Caleb Cameron. Um, so then I got in touch with Caleb, and then he mentioned my name and stuff to their coach, and then their coach called me, and you know, I made my way down there. Okay. And finished up the last... Uh, I think like five games with them that they had left in the season.
2: I wonder if there's any other sport that you can do that uh, just come right out of college and <laughs> and go to a pro team yeah. for just a few games. Um, well, the next season, which was of course last season, uh, you go to the FPHL and the Binghamton Black Bears. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you then you make it to Huntsville. And we haven't talked to anybody yet who has come in mid season so what what's it like to change horses midstream
3: it wasn't too bad um, I would say definitely definitely a little different, given you know the timeline of how it happened um, so obviously, yeah, like you mentioned, I was playing in binghamton, and then I think uh coach Stefan called me, I think I want to say like on a Wednesday night or something around I think it was eleven my time. So Eastern time, um, compared to the 10 PM central. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's late, but not late for me, you know? <laughs> um, so yeah, he called, he called me and then, you know, asked if I was interested in in coming down and, um, you know, said it'd be, you know, want me down pretty much right away. So, um, you know, I thought about it for a minute or two and, you know, told him, yeah, I'm definitely interested Um, I wanted to make it back to, you know, the Southern professional league.
2: Uh, How did he find out about you?
3: So I think he found out from the coach at Binghamton. And then it was kind of a, uh, wonky situation. The coach at Binghamton actually just had stepped down. Um, he had some, uh, personal matters that he had to attend to. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he actually stepped down and we were, we had just gotten a new coach, um, which is uh, Brent Sherwood. He played for Roanoke. Okay. Um, So he actually took over and I want to say it was that the next day after I got the call was supposed to be our first practice with him, um, with coach Sherwood. Um, so as I was going to say, yeah, coach Stefan called me, um, told him that, yeah, I was interested. And then, you know, I kind of brought it up to him. That was, uh, he told me that, uh, the previous coach Gary had talked to him and then I just kind of made it known to him. Um, I told him, Hey, I don't want to throw out, you know, someone's personal business or anything, but I wasn't sure if he said anything that, um, he actually just stepped down and we got a new coach. So I was like, you know, I want to try to make contact with the new coach and, you know, let him know that I'm going to be going down um, to Huntsville, you know, before I just up and leave. Yeah. So I ended up texting the new coach of Binghamton that I was going to be heading down or that I was going to see him in the morning and then told him that I had an opportunity in Huntsville and that, you know, I wanted to take it and, you know, sorry, it's short notice like this, but it's an, it's, it's an opportunity I can't pass up. So I went to the rink in the morning, uh, chatted with him for like 30 minutes or so. And, you know, he played for Roanoke. So he understood it and stuff and was like, yeah, no, Huntsville is a great spot. going to be a great opportunity for you. So get your stuff and go.
2: I guess the coaches maybe of those teams are still looking out for their players, you know, maybe trying to get them opportunities to move up
3: yeah definitely definitely I would say based on my experience um yeah there are there are some coaches and stuff that you know like to like to see uh see guys progress and you know move up in the ranks to these higher leagues and stuff like that yeah um I will say it's I was a little skeptical at first um going down going over to Binghamton and playing there. Um, but that's just because I knew some guys that had went and played um, high levels of junior and stuff and a couple guys that played in the FPHL. And when I heard the stories from them, you know, this was years ago, it was, uh, it seemed pretty scary, (laughs) more or less. Um, A lot of, I'd hear stories about, you know, a lot of guys just, Go out there and just want to beat the wheels off of people and just constant fights and all this stuff. So I was like, uh, that's a little, might be a little much, but, you know, as I talk with people and stuff, it's definitely changed from that, definitely over the last couple of years.
2: You had heard about the havoc and and, and the Southern hockey. Did, Did you really? when you got down here, were you really prepared for maybe how, how popular hockey is in the South?
3: Um, a little bit, but not really. Um, so, um, when I went to Macon, um, you know, didn't, didn't get it really, didn't really seem like we got, there was a ton of fans there, but that could also just been because everybody's spread out and, they got a ginormous rink, mm-hmm. um, but I know when the kid I played in college with played there, they they get, used to get a decent crowd. And then, yeah, when I came down to Huntsville, um, you know, all I really heard, or I heard nothing but great things about it, and or about Huntsville. And I heard, you know, fan fans are awesome there. They pack the rink and stuff like that. But it was
1: it was definitely more than
3: I expected. <laughs> yeah. uh, fan, so yeah, but I but I love it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You're coming back this year. So, you know, I imagine you are happy here and the team's happy with you. I mean, you were on the protected list and were one of the early signees.
3: Oh yeah. No, a hundred percent happy with, uh, making that decision to come down when Stu called me, um, um last year. Well, uh,
2: that brings me to a fan question that I got. Um, what is your favorite part about living in Huntsville during the season?
3: Definitely the warmer weather. uh a little nicer down there, um, but no, I love the hot. I mean, I love it all. Um, I wouldn't be able to point out one, you know, favorite aspect. I love it all. Love the hockey down there. Love the fans. Love the coaching staff. Love all the staff. Um, it's just, it's just all a good time. I, I don't, I don't think I could pick out, you know, one favorite thing.
2: Yeah, um, I know. Sy said he liked being able to golf all year long Uh, you mentioned that you golf
3: yeah yeah that's that's nice but i would i would account that in everything yeah i wouldn't say it my top favorite but no i I just like it all
2: yeah yeah well we we mentioned your signing uh you've gotten reunited with a teammate from your utica days brandon osmondson yep we hadn't talked to him yet and he's going to be on the list to talk to down the road what what kind of a teammate was he
3: Oh, he was a great teammate. Um, You know, always supportive and stuff. Um, As a teammate, so I'm going from, you know, on the locker room and on the ice. uh, You know, wasn't – isn't afraid to speak up about something or, you know, um, not necessarily something as in bad, but not afraid to speak up if someone makes a mistake and, you know, he's just trying to help them and encourage them and, you know, give them constructive criticism and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, other than that, I, great, guy, great guy off the ice, fun to be around I
2: haven't asked anybody else this question and I don't think I've actually talked to any returning players myself yet, I mean I did talk to to uh, Alex but that was before he signed So, uh, and, and maybe this is kind of premature, but you know you had a teammate in Tyler Piacentini last year now he's going to be your coach what do you think that will be like? Or is it much um, going from captain to, to assistant coach?
3: I think I think it'll be pretty good. Um, you know, there'll probably be a few times, uh, you know, me just calling him Ty or saying hey Bud or something instead of hey Coach. Yeah. Um, that'll get that'll take some time getting used to. But no, I think it would be good. You know, Tyler was a great role model, great leader. Um, so I think I think he's got um, a lot to give back. To the organization, and I think I think he's got a lot of uh, help and comments and teaching points and advice to give to give the guys to help them succeed.
2: Okay, all right. Well, maybe we can address this later in the season after he's yelled at you a few times, and uh, right, <laughs> you might change your answer by the end. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there are a lot of uh, younger and uh, brand new faces this year, have, and you're one of them. Uh, you're one of the younger ones, not brand new. Uh, have you got a message for all the older fans out there who are just kind of nervous about how the season might go?
1: Yeah, no, there, there's still some
3: there's still some familiar faces that you know they'll they'll see and stuff, and yeah, and they might be a little worried or something, but you know, news not always a bad thing. Yeah, so I can, you know, I would I would tell them, you know, just be excited. Yeah, so I know, I know we're all excited. I'm definitely excited to get back personally and stuff. So I think, I think pretty much all the guys are going to be excited to get down there and stuff. So
2: yeah, well, we're all excited for it to start too. So let's move on to my section I call the puck out of play questions. They're just questions that are just out there, not necessarily hockey related, although sometimes they work their way back to to hockey. But uh, I got a few. F- few questions for you here uh, all right i'm ready number one favorite movie or tv show or maybe what you're streaming right now
3: oh favorite movie it's uh, a tough one i say i got a lot of favorite movies growing up um sandlot was a big one. Oh yeah i was, I was, I was big on that growing up i would watch that one all the time uh, you're killing then, me uh, smalls right <laughs> and then uh big on the batman movies there you go so those are those are those are some of my favorites i actually just watched all three of them recently so
2: okay did you see the flash
3: the uh tv show yes I did.
2: N- well i mean the new flash movie
3: oh no i did not The tv show that they had on netflix i did watch some of that
2: so. okay okay talked about the Batman movies, you know, you had Michael Keaton in that one, so I didn't know if you'd seen it yet or not. So I won't tell you anything
3: about it. Alright, number two, favorite food. Favorite food all time. Uh, see, now we're going to have to go on a little depth here. Favorite food all time or favorite food to uh, kind of snack on?
2: Well, I don't know. All time I guess.
3: All time would probably be salmon. Salmon.
2: Salmon, okay.
3: Yep. Did salmon and some some jasmine rice or something, some kind of rice. Um, okay, that'd be all my that'd be my all time favorite. If I was if I was told I get a last meal, what would I want it to be? It would probably be yep, salmon and rice.
2: So, fried or what?
3: Uh, either or. Okay, it could be fried or grilled.
2: Okay, I like the salmon Not patties. Not think
3: but raw. Not raw.
2: Oh no no no. Uh, okay, you mentioned snack food. What about snack food?
3: Probably pizza. Probably like pizza or mac and cheese. Okay, okay.
2: Uh, d- did you fall in love with any southern food down here in Huntsville?
3: I don't know if I really... I'm trying to think. I know I've had tons of food down there. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just growing up, I've had food of all sorts and stuff, so... Oh, okay. I don't know if i had any actual southern southern food like someone's grandma's recipe or something, but I mean if we want to talk about restaurants down there stuff, Melt's pretty good. Okay. Melt's got food there.
2: Okay. Okay. Uh favorite music genre, singer or band?
3: Ooh, probably country music.
2: There you go with the country again.
3: Okay. My mom grew up on it, so I got into it from her.
2: Okay, okay, because a lot of the guys down here say, or that that play, say country, and I'm like, man, you're coming from up there in the up there in the north, and but you're liking country music, so, and I, I think some I like of them kind of fell in love with it when they
3: came down here. So. Yeah, I should I should say more of the pop country because that's what it is now. Is you know, it's it's pop country, oh, but yeah. there are some older country artists and stuff that I I like. All right. Well,
2: what's some Jamie Bussell trivia? Maybe something that not a lot of people know about you.
3: I got my teeth knocked out. Uh, so I'm missing three of them, but I have one of those partial flippers that I can pop them in and out. Um, I hardly ever take them out, and so a lot of people don't know I'm actually missing them.
2: Ah, do you wear those teeth when you're playing? Yeah. Okay. I
3: do. I probably sh- I probably shouldn't, but I do.
2: Okay. I was going to say I hope hopefully they don't get knocked out uh, during the game. No,
3: so no, this is this is actually my second set of them. So hopefully hopefully nothing happens to this set. I threw my first ones after a bolt lay on accident.
2: Okay. <laughs> was it? I guess it was during a hockey yeah. game. we got knocked out.
3: Yep, I took a puck to the face from my own defenseman. Oh wow! Yeah. Friendly fire. Yep, little friendly fire.
2: Yeah. All right, well, good luck this season, and we hope to be talking to you.
3: Thank you. I appreciate it. So, thanks for having
2: me. It was Jamie Busell returning forward center for the Havoc this year.
0: If you love the Huntsville Havoc, leave us a voicemail with your name, how long you've been a fan, and even some of your favorite players. Call 256-434-RKKN. That's 256-434-7556. The Reek and Havoc Podcast. airline tickets book a flight today to london paris madrid or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed call the international travel department right now
1: at low-cost airlines 800-631-1754 800-631-1754 631 1754 that's 800-631-1754
0: Hey, this is Chief Byers, and you're listening to the Wreaking Havoc
1: podcast.
2: Defenseman Derek Pearl is returning for his sixth season with the Havoc. Since his arrival, Pearl has appeared in 216 games, racking up 90 points. He was a member of the back to back championship teams in 2018 and 2019. Brendan Dowler, a defenseman from Marbledale, Connecticut, has also put his name on the dotted line. He played at the University of Southern Maine before going to the Danbury Hat Tricks of the FPHL, appearing in 49 games and putting up 15 points. He was also part of the Hat Tricks Commissioners Cup championship team. Forward Kyle Clark is coming back for his third year in Huntsville. Clark has played in 73 regular season games over his two seasons and appeared in five playoff games last year. He has totaled 45 points in his time with the Havoc. Another familiar face will be back. Forward Robbie Fisher returns for his third season. In his two previous years, he tallied 38 points in 101 games. Carter Calthorpe, another forward, is from Voice of Ain, Manitoba and played collegiately at Norwich University, also putting in time with the Knoxville Ice Bears and South Carolina Stingrays, where he was in 72 games, notching 24 points. The team store will have its grand opening on Thursday, October 5th from 5 till 7 p.m. in the Probst Arena Lobby. You'll have your first crack at new merchandise, a chance to grab some autographs, and see the new mascots reveal. There will also be a cash bar along with free water, tea, and lemonade. The Havoc is needing national anthem singers for the 2023-24 season. Email Christian Grosspitch at C cgrosspitch, that's C-G-R-O-S-P-I-T-C-H, at HuntsvilleHavoc.com and include a video or a recording of you singing. Single game tickets are now on sale. Group discounts are also available along with family four-packs for specific games. You can also purchase premium seating including ice suites and luxury suites and the new party deck. Season tickets are also still on sale. Go to HuntsvilleHavoc.com and check under the Tickets tab. You can enter to win an opening night VIP experience, four gold tickets till opening night on October 27th, one team signed jersey, and a chance to sit on the bench during warm-ups. Deadline to register is October 6th. Go to HuntsvilleHavoc.com to the Fan Zone tab.
0: Download the official Huntsville Havoc app for your iOS or Android device or at HavocRewards.com and start winning and earning points today. The Reek and Havoc Podcast. Do you own an annuity? Either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today.
1: Hurry. Supplies are limited. Call now. 800-731-1467. 800-731-1467. 731 1467 That's 800-731-1467.
0: Tickets, official Huntsville Havoc merchandise and more, go to Huntsvillehavoc.com. Visit our website at Reeconhavoc.com, look for us on Facebook, Instagram, X and Threads, and listen, follow, and subscribe to the Recon Havoc Podcast on your favorite platform to keep up with the only weekly podcast covering the Huntsville Havoc, the Reekan Havoc Podcast.